And this time, it's the lovely notes from Antonello Venditti for a very special edition of Syria Sit Down, uh, World Football Index's podcast of Calcio at the highest level. I'm Frank Cravello. Glad that you've clicked on and gotten stuck within, gotten stuck in with us. Easy for me to say. That's what I get for being idle. Richard Carmen, fellow Calcio consultant. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao, Frank. Yeah, we've been a little uh, stagnant lately, so. Yeah. yeah so got to get back into the routine again, I guess. So uh, a special welcome to those of us listening, uh, those of you listening to us on Stitcher Radio and all in Sports Talk. Helps if I actually have a script where the uh, wording is correct, too, Richard. Gee, who wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been stagnant, I told you. <laughs> you miss me. <laughs> and the listeners probably miss us too. Uh, so uh, we're glad to be back on. We've got a special one here for you. Uh, we are dedicating this podcast solely to Francesco Totti uh, and uh, the uh, the career, uh, you know, what he's meant to Roma fans, what he's meant to Il Nazionale. Uh, and uh, just the, uh, the the legend that he is. Um, he's, as I mentioned, an iconic club captain for AS Roma. He's officially retired, uh, playing his last match on May 28, 2017, in a 3-2 win over Genoa, a victory that gave the Giallorossi a guaranteed place in the Champions League next season. Uh, Richard and I are not Roma supporters, but... Uh, we are Italy supporters, so Totti has meant a lot to us because of his impact on Syria and on Italy. Uh, so, Richard, I'll uh, turn it over to you. Just uh, your thoughts on uh, watching Francesco Totti all these years. I mean, 24 years at the same club. Uh, you know, there's a lot of special memories there, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's astonishing because he's a, he's the last of a dying breed, a, a player that stays with one club their, his whole career. There's, I don't think there's anyone else around there right now. Right now, I mean, before we had Zanetti and Maldini that left, and um, yeah, Totti's really the last one, and he's been. It's been a remarkable career. Um, I know, as you know, like I said, you and I, are, neither of our, uh, neither of us are Roma fans, but we've seen him not only you know playing against Milan and other other Serie A teams, but also with the Italian national team. Um, you know, both of us have, have said it many times that we didn't believe he had his fair shake with the national team because of the likes of Del Piero and stuff like that. But, um, he's such a talented player. Um, not, not just a striker, but he can play any of the attacking positions, central midfield, central attacking midfielder, winger, uh, false nine, target man. Um, he's such a good player. Fantastic, fantastic skills on the ball. I mean, there's some game. Some of his biggest goals were in the derby, in the Lazio Lazio Roma derby. Um, one of the one of the things I remember that I, actually I didn't I, I totally forgot about until I, I was watching some highlights. Um, there was a game when back when Balotelli, you guys remember Mario Balotelli, right? <laughs> back when his yeah. Inter days, um, he was mouthing off at, at Totti and telling him, "You're an old man. You don't belong here anymore." Well, Totti ran, ran him down at the end of the game, kicked him in the leg, got a red card. I mean, it was a brutal kick. I thought he was going to break his leg. I don't know if you guys remember that match, but, um, mm. <laughs> that's just, I mean, Totti just played with passion, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like because I, I, like I said, I'm not a Roma, a Roma fan, but just watching him, um, over the years, it seems like he never slowed down. Not until this last year, really. Um, such a fantastic goal scorer. I mean, I, I only wish he got to play more for, for the Italian national team and maybe win more trophies. That's the only thing that's, 
holding him back, and really it doesn't hold him back because he is that great of a player. He's an icon, like you said. Um, so I, I will always be grateful to have been able to watch him on TV. I always wish I got to go to, to Rome or see, see, see Roma play in person just so I could see him play. But, um, you know, I have many, many fond memories for many, many years. Most of my life, it's two thirds of my life, I've seen Toti play, which is crazy to believe. Crazy to say, but, uh, it's true. So it's sad to see him go, but now he's going to be in the, I guess, the front office of, uh, Roma. So, uh, hopefully he can bring some of that magic from the, from the pitch into the, uh, into the general, into the front office and get the, get the team going to try to win another Scudetto another, one more time, at least one more time, if not more, you know? Yeah. And plenty of interesting times, uh, ahead here for Roma with, uh, new manager, uh, gonna probably have some turnover of players, uh, stadium, yeah, uh, yeah. so much, so much going on. And for him to, uh, to remain and be involved with it is, uh, uh, I think is going to be uh, is going to be special, and uh, you know I uh, was pretty critical of, of of the Romanisti and especially the Prototi crowd uh, here in this 2016-2017 season, and it's not because I didn't like Francesco Totti as a player. I've always admired Fran- admired Francesco Totti as a player because I, you know, I as a Milan Milan supporter have precedent uh, with Paolo Maldini playing his entire career for AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, Franco Baresi playing his, his entire career for AC Milan. Uh, you know, so, you know, I, I cherish that quality in that player, uh, and am happy to see that Roma fans have that as their own. Uh, you know, I spent the 2016, 2017 season on this podcast going after the pro Totti crowd and, and, and blogging about it saying he's 40 years old. If you told me that I was getting the form of the early 2000s from him now at age 40, then yeah, play him every game and play him all 90 minutes. But he's, you know, father time is undefeated for a reason. Um, and, uh, you know, so while I was critical of, of that particular situation, I'm not critical of Totti the player. Fantastic player. Uh, fantastic captain. Fantastic leader always did things the right way um scored great goals uh you know unfortunately you know as far as his italy career world cup winner reached the euro 2000 finals uh but that was when he was given a prominent role now italy felt like they had to force alessandro del piero into the team and it took away from what francesco totti could have been for in Nazionale as a result. But when you saw him in Euro 2000, uh, he was one of the better players of that Italy team that got all the way to the final, lost heartbreakingly to, uh, to France. Was that number 10 in the Italy team in Marcello Lippi's setup in the 2006 World Cup? Okay. Those two teams happened to be pretty successful. A, a runner-up finish at Euro 2000 and a World Cup win in 2006. I can only point to the... Euro 2000, which is my fondest memory of Totti, I think some of his best performances and some of my ba- favorite performances came from that competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, scored against Belgium in what was a pivotal game because Belgium was one of the hosts uh, in group play. And that was a pivotal game to help them get through to the next stage. Uh, and then scored again against Romania in the uh, last eight to help propel them to the last four. So what happens? Dinozov starts Del Piero against Holland. 
You know, and there were some problems, obviously. Del Piero was ineffective, but some of that had to do with Zambrotta getting the red card and Italy having to play most of the match with 10 men. But Totti did come on in extra time in that game and had an impact. And Italy had a couple of, you know, they were scarce, but a couple of chances to steal that game, uh, you know, in extra time and not have to get it to penalties, which they eventually won on penalties. And then, you know, further case in point, he started in the Euro 2000 final had some influence on that final against France. They bring on Del Piero because, again, Italy has to force Del Piero on us. Okay? He, Del Piero comes in and misses two sitters. Italy should have won Euro 2000. So, you know, it was the difference. It was just the, under-appreci- the underappreciation at the national level bothered me because Francesco Totti had so much more to give Italy. Yeah. And what, you know, and he, he gave that to Roma. Um, and he's one of the he best is, Italian talents ever, too. So, exactly, and he dedicated his life uh, to Roma. You know, there's something special about you know a you know that's his town, that's his city. Uh, born there, raised in that region, played his entire career. That's just you're not going to get that anymore. Modern football, and we have talked about this in podcast past, Richard. You're not going to get that anymore. No. Okay. Um, you know. We can talk about this with Mila. <laughs> There's a certain player that has the chance to be that, but I don't even think that's going to happen with him. <laughs> no, <it won't. laughs> we'll we'll leave his name out. He's just here's a hint. Everybody on Twitter is talking about him. You'll figure it out. But for me, he's the consummate professional. He's the consummate captain. He's the consummate leader. Uh, you never saw him try to, you know, cheat to gain an advantage. Um, I'm sad that his World Cup goal-scoring record is just the penalty and the win over Australia. Uh, I wish there was more. But, um, you know, a a player that, you know, I wish wish his prime was now so that my son could watch him and admire, you know, and and admire him. So, uh, you know, inevitably, you know, when I get around to it, he wants to watch Francesco Totti, we'll watch old highlights on YouTube. And that's fine, too. So, uh but a, a fantastic career for a fantastic player and a fantastic uh, <clears throat> representative of of Roma. So um, those are some of the uh, memories that I have of uh, of Francesco Totti. So, but uh, Richard and I can offer only so much insight into how important Francesco Totti has meant to the Eternal City. To really understand how Romans feel about their captain, you need to read the article by Fabrizio Bocca called. The Spirit of the El Capitano. For those of you who have not read it yet, we will tweet out a link. It is a must-read. Fantastic uh, capturing of the Roman sentiment for this man. Uh, and since you have not read the article yet, we at Syria Sit Down have reached out to Roma fans around the world to tell us what Francesco Totti has meant to them. Hear how, hear how Romanisti feel about El Capitano in their own words. Yeah, hi there. This is Bruno from the Twin Cities here. Um, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, definitely um, want to share some words about Totti uh, and uh, how much he means to me. Um, great player, but most of all, also uh, a great personality, uh, a person that you know is a reference point for uh, Italy. Um, you know, beyond, you know, Juve and uh, um, 
um, <laughs> you know, the, the top trio, they, they've always considered themselves a little bit, uh, you know, the Romanisti a little bit uh, separate than, um, than the Northern trio, you know, let's say. And, um, um, you know, talent, creativity. <laughs> um, look, Tati plunge into, into culture with an attitude of, you know, kind of... Uh, being the the urban kind of underclass hero, you know the slang, the words, um, the 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 boldness, you know of um, of play, and um, um, you know a great a great great talent that could have could have you know gone to um, one of the top teams, you know in Serie A, such as you know Juve, Inter, or uh, or Milan, um, but. You know, um, really, really um, stayed um, within a city and and became a hero. I mean, you know, uh, you you go and take the the bus in uh, in Rome. You know, you you see posters on the bus. He's advertising um, everywhere, and he's part of you know the the, the inner city really. Uh, something that that's very rare to see. I think maybe Del Piero was kind of an icon like that for Juventus. Um, pretty close, I would say. Um, you know, there's so much to say, and uh, you know, I, I wish I had more time. But um, definitely, the, the article that you guys referenced is definitely, uh, definitely, definitely uh, something to look at. You know. Um, you know, just this last episodes, if you followed Syria and uh, how Totti was uh, um, kind of um, overshadowing, let's say, Luciano Spalletti, which is the coach, you know, for Roma, uh, it was just, you know, almost impossible for Spalletti to, you know, grand tower his talent. And, uh, you know, he says it clearly in this article, too, that, you know, between him and Totti, it was clear that he was going to lose because, you know, the crowd... Just the crowd and the, the, the fans are, are almost, you know, 90% going to side with Totti. <laughs> it's just unbelievable no matter what he does. Um, he decided, you know, to stop playing for, for the Azzurri because he wanted to devote himself for Roma. I mean, even though he could have, you know, taken Italy to, uh, you know, to grand stature, which he kind of did. I mean, you know, if we look back, as you guys were referencing, to the World Cup of Korea, I mean, I would have to say that, you know, that 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 episode with the uh, referee, Moreno, I don't know if you guys um, have that on record still because it's been a while, but definitely he was, you know, doing everything he could to just lead this team into the, you know, at least the semifinals. And uh, for some reason, you know, they didn't make it. But, you know, he was there in 2006, although I don't think he really was that uh, fundamentally uh, needed uh, or he was not really able to perform as um, as he really should. Um, but on the other hand, you know, as far as in Serie A, the goals, the, the, the perfect passes, the... The, the bolts kind of like uh, lobbying, you know, um, meaning when um, he would like, you know, lob a penalty uh, in, um, in the Euro 2000 against the Dutch goal, um, goalkeeper. I think it was Van der Sar. Yep. You, you know, it was like some kind of episode where he just stood there, was going to shoot a penalty, 
Uh, and you guys know what happened, right? He uh, basically just told Maldini, hey, uh, um, I'm going to, uh, to law them. And in Italian or in, in Romanesque, they, you know, he said, uh, meaning um, I'm just going to law them. And they were like, what? Are you crazy? This is, you know, Euro. And he just went there and did it, you know. Um, so um, there's so much more to say. Um, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Um, you know, his favorite goals, there's so many. But definitely <laughs> there's one against Juve only like three years ago, I believe, you know, um, he was right in front of the box. He just shot that ball right in there. It was a great shot from distance, beat it Buffon. Um, definitely something that um, is uh, memorable, is fresh in my memory because, you know, uh, it hasn't been that long ago. Uh, another f- incredible goal that's actually uh, around YouTube is the one against Sampdoria where he gets like this cross from, you know, it's a diagonal cross. Uh, I believe it was from... Uh, from Florenzi, but I'm not sure. Um, he he gets this ball and he just on the fly just shoots it in full action, and it just crosses the whole penalty area there at supersonic speed and just beats the goalie. Uh, and that was just like you know so naturally, you no know, so so natural. Uh, it's just um, just great, you know. Um, his his passes. Um, the way that, you know, he's always kind of like orchestrating, you know, the attack in, in some fashion between the midfield and, 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 uh, and, uh, um, and, uh, and the forwards, something that Del Piero never really, you know, really wanted to do. Del Piero wanted always to be like a full striker, um, you know, during the peak times, you know, they were always comparing the two. But, you know, Totti always embraced this kind of role to be like, you know, uh, Mezza punta, trequartista, uh, fantasista, you know, uh, this fantasy player that would uh, create, you know, um, new depths in, 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 in the attack. Um, what else? Um, um, you know, comparisons. There's really, I don't know if there's any comparison with, um, with Totti. I don't know over time who will be replacing him if uh, there will ever be a replacement because, you know, this type of play is almost becoming classic. Um, I will miss him quite a bit for sure. Definitely. Um, I already miss him. Although, you know, I, I understand that you know, it was time for him to uh, leave space and, and, and I hope to see him back within the management. Although, you know, there was some talk about him going to, uh, uh, uh to the Miami, uh, MLS team or to some other team, uh, maybe abroad, but I sure hope to see him uh, involved uh, with uh, the Roma uh, and with the new coach, Di Francesco, who's also a Roman that played with him. Um, I uh, definitely, definitely would like to uh, to see him uh, do that. Um, yeah, Totti, Totti is global. His number 10 shirt is everywhere. Um, everybody knows Totti, so I think it's um, definitely somebody that I will be missing and that I will never stop talking about uh, him. Hi, my name is John Solano from Cleveland, Ohio. My Twitter handle is Solano underscore 56 and Francesco Totti. Um, where to start? He certainly has one of the most storied histories of any Italian footballer. 
uh, that we've seen. You know, many compare him to Baggio, uh, Del Piero as one of the greatest strikers that, you know, or attackers that we've seen uh, ever in not only Serie A, but, you know, perhaps in the world. Um, he has meant so much to Roma over the last few years that it's going to be a little odd to line up this season and not see him on the team sheet. Uh, you know, he's certainly been on the decline for the last three or four years, and the writing has been on the wall that, you know, his time was coming to, a, to an end. Um, and with that in mind, you know, uh, Roma fans have certainly been reminiscing about the times, uh, the early times with him, uh, the late 90s to the 2000s when he certainly had the peak of his success with the Scudetto in 2001. Um, all the way up to uh, Spalletti arriving and Totti reinventing himself, which uh, for me is certainly one of the better memories uh, that I have with him. Uh, not many will remember this, uh, especially those fans who haven't followed City off for long, but uh, Totti started out as a natural winger at Roma, and then he continued that way for quite a few seasons after he was called up. Um, however, uh, Zeman, when he was at Roma, um, sort of started to shift the focus uh, from his role out wide to more of a centralized, attacking, uh, more of a complete forward. Uh, now, he was still deployed out wide, but at times he would be deployed more centrally. And this is when we really saw him to start take off. Um, and then obviously we saw him play more as a number 10, uh, you know, the peak of which was the 2001 Scudetto, uh, which was unfortunately the only one he ever won. Um, but for me, uh, to go along with that, you know, one of the best memories I, you know, I have of him, um, was, I mean, obviously there's some matches, but it's not one game, but it, it's the way he always reinvented himself, um, you know, he played as a 10. He played as a winger. He played as a pure number nine. He played alongside other strikers at times. And to just see his versatility uh, for me was just something incredible because really we haven't seen players be able to do that on a very high level. Um, anytime a player is asked to change roles, uh, it's not too often we see them excel in every role that they're asked to, uh, asked to do. So, uh, for me, Totti was one of the most versatile attackers that we've ever seen. Uh, far more versatile than Baggio, who was never able to score like Totti was. Um, so as far as, you know, my favorite memory, that's obviously over the years, just seeing him change his roles um, was certainly one of the fondest memories I have of him. Now, my favorite goal of his uh, certainly has to be the absolute screamer that he scored against Juve some years ago. Now, I'm sure many will point to some of the goals he had against Lazio um, in the, you know, in the derbies. But uh, that goal he had against Juve, the, the thunderbolt that he nailed past Buffon, uh, for me, was just one of his most trademark goals. Um, you know, he obviously had so many. You could... Uh, you could point to the, the derby goals like the Vijo Percato, Ancora, where he took off his shirt against Lazio, uh, saying, I've purged you again after they came back and made a huge comeback. Um, now, as far as, you know, how much I'll miss him, I mean, obviously he's, 
he's an icon. If you're a Roma fan, you love Totti. Uh, so he will, you know, he'll be missed by not only me, but fans across the world who, who follow Roma. Um, you know, he, his role on the pitch has certainly declined over the last few years, but he certainly had an important role in the dressing room. So I, I think Roma, you know, trying to account for that missing voice is going to be difficult. Uh, you know, every season <laughs> since the early nineties, we've, it's been the same number 10. It's been the same captain. So, uh, for, for Roma to make that up will, will be very, very difficult. Uh, you know, Totti is a once in a generation player and it's very hard to envision Roma ever getting a player of his ilk. Uh, ever again. Now it may happen. Um, but he's the kind that, you know, you know, hindsight being 2020, that he should have been cherished far more. Um, and, and I think, you know, particularly with non Roma fans, he, he was never appreciated, in my opinion, to the degree that he should have been. Uh, now maybe that has some of it to do with, uh, his lack of, his lack of silverware. Like I said, he only has the one scudetto. Um, and many, you know, will hold that against him as, you know, when they measure him up against some of the greatest players of all time. But, um, I've said this time and time again, uh, Totti is punished because of his loyalty. He certainly had the opportunity to go to Madrid and he could have won every trophy in the world had he went. And he was very close to going, uh, you know, in 2006, he, you know, he was just steps away. Um, so, you know, having him stay and being able to see him, you know, remain with Roma for his entire career, uh, you know, something that, you know, will mean a lot to fans. Um, again, he, he chose love for his hometown club instead of winning silverware. And, and I think, you know, obviously that'll never show up, uh, in the trophy case, but, you know, in and of itself, that that is a huge accomplishment. Um, now you fast forward to the last game against Genoa. Um, you know, it was it was very odd to see him coming off the bench in such well such an important match, and knowing that it would be his last. I mean, in his prime, Totti was unplayable. He would play ninety minutes every single match. So, you know, seeing his last match where he's playing a very bit part role um, is sort of an indictment of obviously where we are. I mean, he's, he's 40 um, and, and you know, his time was up. So seeing him on the pitch uh, against Genoa in the last match day was certainly emotional. Um, I mean, obviously the, the game was thrilling, but you know, having to see him for the very last time, it, it's sort of, I don't want to say bittersweet, but, all these memories just flood your, you know, flood into your mind. And you think about, gosh, I was just so young when, when Totti started. And he, uh, I mean, he's certainly one of the reasons why many, many fans started to watch Roma in the first place. So to see that huge piece of the club, uh, have to wave goodbye was certainly emotional. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be, he'll forever be beloved, but seeing him in a different role within the club, um, he's going to be a director at some point. It's going to be very awkward. It's going to be, it might even be a little uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, not to be able to see him on the pitch anymore is just a huge disappointment. And 
I think for both Roma and non-Roma fans, I, I think it's going to be a huge loss. Hello, I'm Ross Bell. I'm in Gosport in Hampshire in the UK. Um, my Twitter handle is RossBell1984, and I'm here to talk about my love of the great man, Francesco Sassi. In England, and specifically at Chelsea, they have a banner for John Terry, captain, leader, legend. That sums up Francesco Totti. He is, he is that and so much more to Roman fans. I've been a Roman fan since probably 1998, 1999. Um, around the time Capello came to be the manager and <laughs> there's just something about that team. I have a, I, as much as I love Totti, I have a, an infinite amount of love for Daniele De Rossi and those two together make just the most incredible partnership. When Totti started playing in, in that free role, just behind uh, Cassano and Battistuta, that that's the stuff of dreams. Of a, a front three of those three footballers is something that you're not going to find a better front three of that. And if you add to that the occasional appearance from Montella as well, they're just a phenomenal group of players. And Totti being the leader of all three of them, he 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 became that that free role. Kind of, I, I think, think he is, uh, we, obviously, Claude McAuley termed the, the, the phrase the McAuley role. The, the false nine is what Totti is. That became his position. He would just have the, the run of the park to do whatever he wanted. And he just scored goals wherever he played. For, I think, 12 or 13 seasons in a row, he hit the high teens in goals and occasionally hit the 20s and um almost 30s it's a phenomenal achievement for a player playing just behind some of the best strikers in Italy as well it's, he was just a phenomenal phenomenal player and he will be so missed within the game as much as I want him to retire as a Roma player and as that legend and as that leader I'm, I'm, I'm not quite ready to say goodbye to him and if he does turn up in China or America or anywhere like that I'm going to have to watch Chinese football. I'm going to have to watch some MLS games. Um, as much as I don't really want to, if Totti's there, I'm going to have to follow him around. Just some of the quotes from some of the world's best ever players and managers. Maradona, Maradona sorry, uh, called him, he's the number one player. He represents Italian football, and the Italian fans will have fun with him. That was in 2004. Michel Pettini called him, he's the artist of football, a true number 10. And that sums him up perfectly. He's just an artist on the pitch. He can do things that not many players can ever do. And I don't want to get into the argument of Messi around the best player ever, but Messi called him a great player. What a phenomenon. I mean, that's, if you're getting those sorts of uh, compliments from fellow players, ranked as the best in the world, you're doing something right. My favourite manager, Carlo Ancelotti, called Totti immortal, and he's the symbol of our sports. And his biggest regret is not working with him. Coming from probably the greatest manager of all time, that's. <laughs> what, I don't know what more you can say about him. Man. He's just an absolute legend. I'm going to miss him playing that kit so much. There's nobody that's going to be able to fill that hole for me as a Roman player. The amount of goals the man scored for a club, I think it's something about 260, or overall 307 goals in 786 appearances. It's, it's difficult to pick out a favourite or the best but the man's technique 
um, when following football is phenomenal. And his celebrations are what kind of spring to mind more than anything. The, uh, how many players would take a selfie with their fans? In I think that was the Lazio game as well. In, in a derby, the taking a selfie with the fans after you score. So they came back from two down as well. That's just that's the epitome of Totti, and he, he sums up that the spirit of that club. Also, I think he's most famous for the, the thumb sucking celebration. He's done that quite a lot, and it's it stands out within the world of football. It's, it's a different one. You've seen other players do it, but it's synonymous with Totti. It's the shot over the head of Ravenelli. It's the one arm up in the air of Shearer. The thumb sucking is Totti, and it just it sets him apart. But I, I still can never get over that selfie with their own fans. It's just brilliant. In terms of greatest ever Italian footballers, for me, he is up there with the best ever. His international record doesn't really... I mean, he only played 58 games, strictly, which over the course of 10, 11, 12 years with his returns from retirement, it's not a great deal. Only nine goals, but... Sats don't always tell you everything about a player. He, his influence on the team, when he came out of retirement and won, he won the World Cup that year, he was the, he was the leader of that team. That team had so many great players and great leaders. He just, he, he summed it all up in his play and his leadership on the field. And it's just so great to see him win a World Cup. There's not many players that can hold that honour. And that was 2006. That was 11 years ago now. That's one of the most freshest me- memories in my mind of that team winning that World Cup. It, Italian football gets a, a, has a reputation of being boring and dull, but I've all been slightly counterculture in my, in my football habits, and I've watched Italian football more than English football the last few years, and he's had a kind of resurgence as a, I don't know the word super sub, but that's kind of what he's played in the last couple of years, but he's been superb. Coming off the bench, just giving Roman kick out the arse when they needed it. He's up there with Del Piero. Del Piero made it into my pieces of me team. Unfortunately, I couldn't put Totti in there because he hadn't retired at that point. But he's up there with Del Piero and Perlo and Maldini as just some of the greatest Italian footballers ever to play football. Watching that final game against Genoa, I, I was on my way back from a trip um, to the north of England. I was on a coach. And the only way I could watch that game was through um, Bet365 and their online streaming service. I had to watch the game on Wi-Fi of a coach. Um, and just trying to hold my emotions in check. It sounds weird to get emotional over a footballer retiring from football, but as a Leeds fan in England, I don't have those players that in my current club that I feel strongly about. Roma were in my second team, and just watching that game on the coach, it was hard to just keep it in check. And the, the, the farewell after the game, I've watched the John Terry farewell the weekend before in the UK, and that seemed so contrived and so staged, and all making it all about him, but taking the taking the microphone and talking to the fans for ages and ages and ages, and him not wanting to go. Tossie made it about the club and made it about the fans, and you could see on his teammates' faces how devastated they were to lose a player of his ability. It, I don't want to say he's been forced out of the club because obviously a club has to move for times, but it's, it's, it's one of the saddest moments in recent memory of football for me. And I think in closing, the Italian game is going to be weaker for not having 
of his presence there. His performances the last few years have maybe not hit the heights of the early 2000s, mid-2000s, but just to have that player, like I say, he's in there with Maldini, he's in there with Baresi, people like that, that just summarise Italian football. And if he goes to China, if he goes to America, I'll watch it. It won't be the same, because it he won't be at top level, but he even now he could dominate any league game to play for. And if he wants to come and play in England, I would be all for that. The epitome of the one club player. Daniel Rossi is going to retire as well, probably quite soon, and he's a free agent, I believe, as well. If I want them both to retire together and just walk off in the sunset together, but for now it's just tough to do it. And just like Messi said, a phenomenon. Hi, uh, my name is uh, Scott Munro. I'm a Roma fan from the UK. I'm born and bred in Swindon, uh, where it's nice and sunny at, at like 10 to 8 in the evening. Um, my favourite Totti memory, <laughs> I've got a few actually. <clears throat> uh, during his last, his second to last season on Roma, uh, Roma were playing Torino in April 2016 and were 2-1 down one probably about 10 minutes to go plus injury time um i had a corner or free kick sorry and um he came on as a sub his first touch was to score the equalizer um and then about five five or six minutes later roma got a penalty which was quite dubious um for a bit of a i think it was a, a dodgy handball upstep totty and he, he scored and then ran under the curve so roma beat torino that day three two and it was just a very emotional and you can see it cut to a guy who was crying, trying to video the whole thing. And um, it was a very emotional thing. But in the past, I would say probably winning the Scudetti in 2001, he's always stated that winning one one league title with Rome is like winning 10 with like Juventus and other clubs. And it, you can see as the club... And the fans in the stadium, it meant so much when they beat Palmer that day in, two, uh, in June 2001. It was a whole massive pitch invasion and, and then the party just went on on forever. And probably the last one is like being top goal scorer um, a season after winning the World Cup and it's a year or so after he broke his ankle and then he raced fit for three months to get fit for the for the World Cup 2006 and he played a bit of a, a part in that and then the season later in the 06-07 season he was top goal scorer with I think it was 26 goals um, my favourite goal of his oh I've got a few um, I would say the chip against Inter in the 05-06 season at the San Siro where he'd pick the ball up just inside the Inter half skip past a couple of players and then chip the ball over Julio Cesar. Um, the one against uh, Sampdoria a season later, where it was a Marco Van Basten-esque uh, volley against Sampdoria and the Marassi, which was an absolute splendid goal. And I think I've got one more. I would say the goal... Uh, a goal against... The goal against Palmer, actually, to win the league, I think there were it just emotions were running high that day. I remember the game being shown here in the UK on Channel Four, but um, 
they cut the end when Roma won the league due to show something else. But Totti's goal that day was fantastic. Um, I would I would miss him. I was I was actually in the stadium for his final game against Genoa, and um, it was like an I was there moment. Yeah, I walked to the ground a couple of hours before kickoff, and it was just a sea of Roma shirts walking from the Ponte Milvo area where I was staying to the stadium, which was about a five ten minute walk, and it was just a plethora of Roma shirts of different sponsors, and it just had one name on the back. I stood up because I had Florenzi on the back of mine, <laughs> as I did, but it was just 10 and Totti on the back of Roma shirts. I managed to buy a, a Totti t-shirt, which is, um, which is in my room at the moment. It was just emotions running high. It was high when Perotti scored in the last minute, but then the emotions turned into something else of the high of Perotti scoring in the last minute to the low of when and you could see Totti is retiring and I cried, my mate cried, other people around me were crying when he was doing his lap of honour and when he done his speech. Like I I don't understand Italian but my friend does and he translated a bit to me. And um I watched the, the speech again in English translation thanks to AS Roma on their Twitter site and it, it was just emotional. Um I'll miss him I don't think there'll be another Totti at Roma. It, I, I, it was just, it was just amazing to see him play in this final game. No, I wouldn't say he's the best Italian striker. I was, I would say he's probably one of the best Italian number tens, along with Roberto Baggio and uh, Alessandro Del Piero. But strikers, that's quite hard to say. I wouldn't know. He is, I think, with a couple of others, I think him and Daniele De Rossi are the last of a dying breed of of this generation of footballers. I don't think you'll see this loyalty, or people on Twitter call it loyalty merchants, which I think is quite harsh because they play for the love of the club, not for money. Um, with the amount of money that's been branding around nowadays in football, I think this is the last of a dying breed. I thought he would have retired last year, um, but he saved himself for another year thanks to the goals and the contributions he put in from April onwards up until the final game of last season against AC Milan. And he sort of saved himself a year. Um, it was a very emotional part of part of the day I think we're all expecting it um, people who are sitting with uh, my friend in the stadium we were all expecting it but then it finally hit us after the final whistle there's no more Totti and it's 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 a shame but I just remember him for the good times and, and for what a play he was and even in, in his advanced years in the latter part of his career what a play he was and the, the eye of uh, he had for a pass was just brilliant That's the kind of perspective only Roma fans can give us on the legend. I know Richard and I are grateful to have witnessed the man grace the pitch, and that is from a neutral perspective. That is going to put a bow on this edition of Syria Sit-Down. I want to thank the amazing Roma supporters for coming on and shedding a light on what Francesco Totti has meant to them personally. As for us, you can find us, as always, on Twitter and Instagram, at Syria Sit-Down. Uh, Richard, where can you be found? You can find me at R underscore Carmen, K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Excellent. And I can also be found at FTC 
underscore 21. Uh, also look for us on worldfootballindex.com. Uh, we do have uh, blog pieces that uh, you know maybe cover some fine points of uh, the Italian game that we don't cover on our podcasts. Uh, you know, so check that out, and then also check out World Football Index uh, for articles and many more podcasts. Any league you want to get a podcast on, uh, World Football Index is covering it. Uh, if you have any comments or topics you would like us to cover on future podcasts, please tweet them to our page. Uh, on behalf of Richard and myself, thank you again for listening. And as always, be sure to tell your paisans about us. Ciao.